welcome to A Worthy Treasure's first podcast. It's been such a long journey to get to this podcast. Thank you to all of my followers and supporters who have been with me through the journey from 2021 to 2022, some even in 2020. Thank you so much. As we are on a journey together with this ministry, I want to be able to share my heart and my journey as well as scriptures and studies to get to a place of devoted worship. Seeing that this is the first episode of the podcast, I felt it necessary to share a little bit about the vision and the backstory of why A Worthy Treasure was started. The vision behind this ministry is really all about helping believers, no matter where you are in your walk, grow in passion and devotion for Jesus. And if you're not a Christian, my hope is that these stories will be fun and exciting for you and that you'll start to get to know who Jesus is for your life. The main thing that you'll hear in this podcast is First, how to deepen our devotion and affections by making Jesus our first love. Secondly, we want to become disciples and then make disciples, which is the great commission given to us by Jesus himself in Matthew 28, 16 through 20. And we do this by studying scripture and applying it to our lives. Thirdly, as we become mature disciples, we can be bold Christians by believing God and his word and hearing from the Holy Spirit and serving the Lord well. That is what I hope for you to take away from this podcast. Now, there's going to be a few ways that we'll accomplish this. There are plans to dive deep into the history of the church and how they've worshipped throughout the ages. We have plans to talk about worship in scripture and what God says worship is and what he delights in. We'll also talk about modern worship and what that looks like for us as the church body and what it means for us as we sing those songs on Sundays. Lastly, there will be a lot of testimonies shared on this podcast. I truly believe that sharing a testimony is a form of worship because what it does is it points our eyes to what God is doing and it opens our hearts and builds our trust in the Holy Spirit so that we can continue to share more testimonies of his glory and see him face to face. As this podcast continues to grow, the greatest thing that you could possibly take away is that God calls us to be full-time worshipers. You might be asking right now, well, how do I do that? This seems super complicated and intensive. Well, the best part about being a worshiper is it's not hard at all. It's through affection, devotion, and obedience. And that's the perfect transition for me to share a sneak peek of my testimony as a typical Christian who grew up in the church and what the Lord did to grab my heart out of bondage, even from being a Christian from a young age and turn my heart fully to him and be passionately in love with him. So a little bit more about me, I grew up in the church and I remember being a Christian from the very beginning of my life. I was lucky enough to have Christian parents who loved the Lord and who put us through a lot of Christian curriculum. We did a lot of Christian programs and it was really wonderful upbringing. In junior high, 
I remember one specific moment where God grabbed my heart. I was at junior high camp, and we were preparing for a talent show, and I sat down with the Lord and wrote a song, and it was the worst song in the whole world, and, you know, I wrote it on the back of, like, my binder, (laughs) it was so silly, but I remember in that moment, God met me, and we wrote that song together, and I performed it, and I felt like that was the beginning of God's uh, path for me in worshiping Him and spending time with him in music. From there, my love for music and worship songs never really stopped. When we got back from that camp, I remember my junior high worship leader asked me to be on the worship team. And so from there, you know, I learned all kinds of 90s worship songs because guys, I was in junior high in the 90s. We had our worship songs on slides that we had on the projector and it was amazing. But it kind of plateaued. You know, I was on the worship team for many years, I think for 10 years after that. And and if I'm honest, a lot of it was the same old songs on repeat. The fire that came out of those songs when they were first written and first played got lost in the repetition. And I wish I could go back and count all the songs that I fell in love with because I loved the lyrics and what God did. And I played them out until their death. And really, that's what worship was about for me. It was just about, you know, praising and singing the songs and feeling good. And it really didn't have any depth to it. But about five years ago, something shifted. Even though I'd always been very musical and I loved singing, there was something that the Lord started to work in my heart where singing songs wasn't enough and I wanted more. There is a lot of story between that and where I am today. But I have to say, the Lord has really shifted my heart to understand what he desires worship to look like. And it's interesting because all my life, I really saw worship to be singing and playing music, church and Bible studies. But there was that moment, God began to change my heart. And he started to show me what he desires worship to be. He said, stop performing. I want your heart. It really broke me down to look at the core of what worship is. The Lord kept leading me back to Romans 12. Romans 12, 1 through 2 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. With this passage, it's usually broken down into two separate thoughts, or as I learned it, two separate memory verses. The first being, live your life as a sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. The second thought is that you shouldn't conform to this world, but you should be transformed by renewing your mind in Christ Jesus. But what I find remarkable about these two passages is that they're back to back. And Paul did something intentional here and coordinated the two verses to be one of the foundations of our worship. This is what God finds pleasing. God wants our hearts to be fully surrendered and laid down at the altar. Also, he wants our minds to be transformed to knowing his voice, to knowing who he is and what his will is. And that's kind of what blows my mind. 
that God will accept any kind of worship. But what God truly cherishes in worship is when we give our full devotion to him, turn all of our affections to him and lay down everything as a sacrifice. And as we lay our lives down in sacrifice, God breathes new life into our being so that we can be in communion with him. Now, some of you may or may not know that this past year I stepped away from a 13-year career as a wedding photographer. I did this to become a missionary. So let me tell you that story. The story starts at the beginning of 2021 with a quiet moment and a prayer journal. I heard the Lord say, Tiff, I need you. That was it. I heard the call and I responded. I keep thinking how crazy it was that my husband and I were fully in sync. I even got wise counsel from my pastors and my leaders and they all said, if God's calling, you should go. And I feel like I mostly acted in wisdom. I heard the Lord. I waited and prayed about it. I asked my husband. I sought wise counsel and then considered and responded. And from there, if the Lord says go, then you go. Well, suffice to say, I had no plan beyond the yes. It fully felt like I jumped out of a moving train and crash landed into full wilderness. I mean, if I had to come up with a better analogy, I honestly don't think I could. Except maybe that it would be dark and cloudy and I couldn't see anything and I would have no supplies to survive. Basically, if it were the real world, I'd be set up for failure. But I will tell you this. Taking that leap of faith was the best thing that I've ever done because I know that I'm in the will of the Lord in this process. But when I was in that moment, presenting it to my business partner, it was so hard. And what was even harder was letting go of my business. I saw that it took everything that we had as I handed over my portion of my business to her. It took us a whole year to finalize everything. When I looked at what I had left behind and then what I saw in front of me, it was devastating. It was crazy because I knew what I was going forward into, but when I looked behind at what I'd left, I realized I tied up so much of my identity into the business that it was just heartbreaking to have to pull it apart. So I had to walk through heartache and grief. It was definitely not what I was expecting when I said yes to ministry. I cried. And I cried and I cried in what I call the cold, dark room, waiting for God's instructions. I waited for days and weeks and I prayed and I journaled. I wrote, I cried some more and I just waited and listened for his instructions. What's awesome though, is that I know that the Lord is waiting in that room with me. We started dreaming together and thinking about what a ministry might look like, who we wanted to reach. We did all this research together and began to discover that what this earth desperately needs is hope, love, encouragement, and not just the stuff that makes us feel good. I want to share Jesus's story because it brings hope and life so that we can thrive in who we are and know God in his goodness. And that's where A Worthy Treasure was born. So I want to share a little bit about where the name A Worthy Treasure came from. A Worthy Treasure means so much to me, and the name means even more. And it's not just a name I chose out of thin air from a query. It's something that comes straight from my heart. 
And at the beginning of everything, I kept asking the Lord, what do you want this ministry to look like? What will it be about? The one thing I kept coming back to was treasure. And you might be thinking, treasure? What the heck does that have to do with ministry? The Bible talks a lot about treasure. There's a lot of metaphors about where treasure is stored in your heart, what type of treasure is really good for your heart, as well as what you should do when you find treasure. If you're looking at scripture, there's one parable that sticks out to me the most about hidden treasure. It's Matthew 13, 44. It says, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. But then in his joy, he goes and sells all he has and buys that field. I feel like that scripture is twofold or has two meanings. When we find the treasure in our Jesus, he's worthy of us giving everything that we have. But it's also the other way around. Jesus did the same thing on the cross. He knew that we were so worthy and valuable that he gave everything that he had, even to the point of death on the cross, so that he could be with us. That is the glory of the gospel, is that Jesus died on the cross to cover our sins so that we can be with him forever. We are his most prized treasure, and he is the most worthy treasure, the one that you sell everything to go after. I keep thinking of the scripture, I am my beloved's and he is mine. And that's really what it's all about. I really believe that if you're here listening to this podcast, that God wants to speak directly to your heart. Because the God I know is the kind of God that wants to come close to your heart. He wants to heal your heart. He wants to know your heart. He doesn't want to be far away. He's the God that comes close to love you deeply. Thank you for joining me on this first episode of A Worthy Treasures podcast. I really hope that you're excited for what's to come. Honestly, the testimonies that are coming up in the next few episodes are wild and really exciting to see what God is doing in people's lives. I mean, if you talk about transformation, these people's lives have been fully transformed by knowing Jesus. Make sure you come back for episode two. I'll be interviewing my good friend, Alicia Miller. And now Alicia's so awesome. She actually has her own podcast called The Marriage Project, as well as just released a book called His that she wrote. I'm excited to interview her and I can't wait for you to hear her story. Thanks for listening, and I can't wait to see you next time. Thank you for listening to A Worthy Treasures Podcast. This is a crowdfunded ministry supported by listeners like you. If you would like to become a patron or if you feel led to donate any amount, you can do so by going to our website, www.aworthytreasure.com donate. If you'd like to learn more about what we do in our ministry, look at speaking and worship engagement dates, you can do that on our website as well. Thank you for your support and we'll see you next time.